0: Second floor sports, Matthias Wamann, Ben Carlton, bringing you all the action on, on a Thursday afternoon, 1 p.m. Got a barn burner of, th- of Thursday night football to break down later. We got a lot of basketball to get to. If you're watching us on IG Live, welcome in. If you're listening to us on Spotify, Anchor, wherever you get your podcast, thanks for tuning in. Or if you're watching us on YouTube, give us a thumbs up. Let us know what you think and subscribe. Well, so you we can see can that keep nasty this ball rolling.
1: scrape on my hand. That's crazy. Yeah, what happened there? Beard-eye. <laughs> uh, Championship effort. That's all I can oh, say. Yeah,
0: that, that's all you need. All right, effort. Ben. Biggest thing we got to talk about. Dude, oh, Clippers my. Nuggets. Let me just start by saying, Are you- when, Ka- when, Kawhi Leonard, when Kawhi Leonard went to the Raptors, I had zero beef with the Raptors, obviously. You have a chance to get a player of that caliber, and honestly, for the low, you know, you, you got him a pretty good deal. When he went to the Clippers, I was like, this is where he wanted to go all along. You know, the, the yeah, beef I mean, is like, the beef is back on.
1: Your beef with Kawhi, personally?
0: Not personally, but as a You're Spurs like you fan. You don't have
1: personal one-on-one beef with Kawhi Leonard?
0: As a Spurs fan, my beef with Kawhi was back on. Let me just tell you. I, I don't Spurs know where Twitter... to on. Like,
1: you, should, you had every reason to, like, hate Kawhi forever.
0: Yeah, but I didn't hate him for going to the Raptors, what I'm saying. I have no beef with the Raptors. No, it like, doesn't I have anything have
1: beef... to do with, like, where he went. It's just a matter of that he yeah. just completely left the Spurs out to dry.
0: Yeah. All I'm going to say, Tuesday night or wh- whenever this game ended, ooh, I slept good. All of Spurs Twitter slept so well. I got my DeMar DeRozan jersey on, right, right, baby. The
1: future of the Spurs dynasty, The best, DeMar the best,
0: the best athlete in any to ever wear, number 10. Okay, I'm going to stop there. Yeah, wait wait, um, wait,
1: wait, 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 wait. <laughs> I, that, that is getting clipped and posted all over social media. For our hundreds – hey, we do have 400-something followers on Instagram. I think we've got, like, 20 – no, we got, like, what, like 100 followers on the Twitter page probably? Yeah,
0: 180, something like that. I'll take, it. I'll take it. A bunch of snakes in the grass It's going to go wild, back. though, because you just
1: called DeMar DeRozan the best athlete. <laughs> what, what are we doing? What are we talking Why are we talking about DeMar DeRozan at number one? What are 10? we doing? What are the Clippers doing, bro? Dude, I – I like, it, it, it's so tough to figure out, like, where to even start with this because, like, for one – the Clippers never should have been in a game seven. Yeah. Like this series should have been over in five. Absolutely. i like, I did you in your absolute wildest scenarios, did you think the Nuggets could have taken the series to six
0: before, before the uh, playoff started, I picked Clippers in five. I picked the Clippers to win the championship when it got into the second round and it was confirmed that it was Nuggets Clippers. I picked the Clippers in five. I said, You know, maybe they have an off night and they take it in six, but it's like a blowout. The
1: Nuggets made the playoffs. Like, you can't just sit here and say it's going to be – the Clippers are going to go 16-0, and sweep it all the way through. Like, that's not – Look, the Nuggets
0: were the number three seed. Like, they are a good team. No, no disrespect to – I
1: I say no disrespect to the Nuggets. Like, they're not in the Western Conference Finals and just beat the Clippers. The Nuggets are damn good and were damn good coming into Mm the series. The Clippers – should have won the NBA title this year. Every yeah. literally every show since we've like restarted Second Floor Sports, I think I've said I think the Clippers are going to win the NBA title. Yeah. They should have, absolutely should have. Yeah. And then for Paul George to come out afterward to be like, "No, this wasn't a championship or bust season." Like,
0: oh well, let's let's just get into that. Then are you kidding me? It wasn't championship me, or bust for me. That was that kind of just you know put everything with a bow. That just kind of wrapped it up. Just really made that was that was what you should look at. And that really just paints the picture for the whole Clippers season and for this series, right? The fact that Paul George came out and said this is not a championship or bust year after he had said this is a championship year is just absurd. If I don't, you champion, don't even have to say it's a
1: championship. You've got Kawhi Leonard and Paul George on your team. You trade seven picks to get Paul George, and you say it's not a championship year. or bust year. Like yeah. it is, it's, without a doubt, it's anything short of winning the chip would have been a disappointment. And here we I mean, are.
0: First year, first year, LeBron was in Miami of their big three. They didn't win. Was that a championship or bust year? Because I think we have to define what championship or bust really means, right? That means that doesn't mean that if you don't win the championship that year, you got to blow it all up and it's all over. No, that but it just means, means there's
1: only one acceptable yeah, outcome.
0: Absolutely, and you know, for the for the Bucks, it was kind of a championship or bust year too. But but at least there, uh, at least there, they didn't uh, trade for all uh, their pieces, uh, yeah. right?
1: Champ- like the box had there's a difference between championship or bust and like you have a very legitimate title aspirations
0: mm-hmm. like
1: the box absolutely could have been playing for the nba title this season but i, don't, yeah. I wouldn't call it championship or bust you, know, you talked about miami mean, the big reason every year for, of lebron in miami was championship or bust is because him d wade and chris bosh came out the day lebron got to miami and not one not two not three not six like you come out like that, haven't played a single game together. Like you are setting yourself up for championship or bust every single year. You're talking yeah. about six rings. Like anything short of a chip is a disaster in that case. You well, trade seven picks to acquire Paul George yeah. to make Kawhi happy. You're talking championship or bust. There's no way around it.
0: Well, don't also forget with Steve Palmer, the owner of the team, when he came out like a crackhead in their uh, in their press conference when they were announcing uh, Paul George and Kawhi Leonard, he came out just clapping like a madman just, I mean, talking, what are you? just talking about championships i mean there's, there's no way around it this team had no business not even making it to the conference finals because if at that point you lose in like seven to the lakers like disappointing season and yes also, but how many like, times on the show did
1: you and i both say that clippers lakers would basically have been the nba finals? that's the best possible but, matchup we could have asked
0: for. you know what, what i'm getting to is you know if they had lost to the Lakers, like. You know, it would have been a disappointment, but it would have been sky, wouldn't have been skies falling. This feels like the sky is falling for you the you also Clippers. got the
1: built-in excuse, whether or not it's valid, of losing to LeBron James. Like, yeah. there's no shame in losing a playoff series to LeBron. Absolutely mm-hmm.
0: not. Yeah. Well, it's interesting. You know, remember all those years, the Raptors would always lose to LeBron. It was like, the Raptors have a good team, and they are underperforming in the playoffs. But they're also but they losing to thought, LeBron James. That was also a
1: different, that was a different story, because LeBron, it wasn't, yeah. like, it wasn't competitive.
0: Man, they it was, fall apart.
1: They would just get absolutely annihilated uh-huh. by LeBron every year.
0: Yeah. All right, let's, well, I,
1: let's kind of break it down. neither. I, yeah. I wouldn't call either you or I necessarily NBA head coach caliber, but I am. Yeah, we're, I took. I took. Uh, I took. Coaching. Coaching basketball.
0: Yeah.
1: Right. I. You did. You did. Um, I, I think that might semester. be a, a slight step down from uh, your next NBA head coach offering, but yeah, maybe. Look, man, you and I both do a lot of NBA reading. We watch a lot of weird, like, YouTube breakdown-type videos. And I'll give it to you first. What do you think was the biggest factor in the Clippers losing the
0: series? I think it's the fact that they just really fell apart in the second halves. Like, all of these games, the fact that they were up 3-1 and, you know, blew three straight double-digit games and ended up losing this series that, again, the Nuggets had no business being in. And this is something that oh, we no, have to – Okay, I, my no next point was my next point. Okay, it's a series the Nuggets had no business competing in. I mean, this Clippers team before this, you know, obviously not the case now, but this Clippers team was by far better than this Nuggets team on paper or should absolutely, have been. Absolutely. Now we have to we have to be careful now too. In you you know, it, undoubtedly the Clippers they choked, they fell apart, they combusted, they collapsed. Pick but, like pick your word. You can yeah, but we can't you know just throw away the fact that the nuggets had to f- had to work for this you know i'm going to bite my tongue a little win bit three there. straight like, uh, they they just played their uh, ninth game in 17 days i think yeah. probably is probably more than that like they they just went 7 against utah in a hard fought series that again, need I remind you, they came down 3 1 from. I forget. Like, and they came the back 3 1. The first
1: time it's ever happened in the NBA playoffs. Yeah. The team came back from two 3 1 series deficits in the same postseason. That's unreal. Mm-hmm. And regardless and, of what happens with this Nuggets team, like, one of the most un- improbable playoff runs you and I have ever seen.
0: I mean, we have to start talking about playoff Jokic. I think at this point, he averages 25 and 12 a game in the playoffs. It was absolutely lights yeah, out. And he, increases and he had across
1: be. the board in every single counting stat going from the regular yep. season to the playoffs. Like, you talk about playing your best under the bright lights. Nikola Jokic does exactly that.
0: Mm-hmm. And, I, I mean, th- this is a Nuggets team. Yeah, I remind you, they're used to being in a hole. They're used to be they're going seven games. Last postseason, first round, they go seven against the Spurs and barely pull that out. And then in the second round, they lose in seven to the Trailblazers and the chance to go to the conference finals. And this year, again, that's the last four series you've played have gone seven. That is taxing on you, but that builds character real yeah. quick because well, also you think about how the
1: Nuggets core has stayed together this whole time. Like they yep. Like, yeah, you bring in some pieces here and there on the fringes, but, like, the core of the Nuggets, the Jamal Murray, Nikola Jokic, literally just those two have played in four Game 7s together now. Like, yep. some guys don't play a single Game 7 their whole careers.
0: Mm-hmm. And, you know, they they add uh, Michael Porter Jr. in there. That's really the biggest addition they made. Uh, uh, Jeremy Grant was a big addition for them as well. Jer- he's, he's, Jer- he's, I mean, we'll talk about we'll, yeah. the
1: Western Conference Finals. Jeremy Grant figures to have a huge role for the Nuggets yeah. there.
0: He played fantastic for them, but, uh, I mean, is. It just goes up and down. I mean, it's easy to just look at this as, you know, the two stars going 10 for 38 between Paul George and Kawhi and Leonard. And that, that is probably, that's probably the number one thing, right? Well, the, like, thing, the thing I keep coming back to is like, yeah,
1: does Doc Rivers deserve some blame for how he managed his lineups in the season, in the series? Yes, yeah. absolutely. But – it came down to a game seven, throw all your adjustments out the window, throw everything out the window. Not only did it come down to a game seven, it came down to the fourth quarter of a game seven. Do you remember? I don't have it written down. It was a close game at the beginning of the fourth quarter, like a two, They were down like six,
0: I think. Monty Morris hit like a turnaround fade or something like that. They were down like six or eight going into that fourth quarter. Close but, close game going into the fourth quarter. Well, they had already blown a double digit lead. Blown a double digit lead, but at that point, it's
1: literally fourth quarter of a game seven. Yeah. Throw everything out the window. You've got 12 minutes to win a basketball game. To win a series like mm-hmm. if you're doc rivers and you've got Kawhi leonard and paul george going O for 11 in the fourth quarter mm-hmm. what are you gonna do take them off the floor
0: well something you can do because i mean the Nug- the nuggets just shot the clippers out of that game and again you know they went oh for 11 in the fourth there's not much more you can do but you know this is something that i had brought up last uh this is something i had brought up last last podcast i was like if Harrell is that much of just a non-factor on the court, right? I mean, I'll read you some numbers. Again, you got to be careful with this. It's a very small sample size. Of the 24 minutes that it was Lou Will, Kawhi, PG, and Montrez Harrell on the court, they were minus 39. In, 43, in 43 minutes of the three lineup without Harrell, they're 32. Again, small sample size, but... If Harrell's out there and he can't defend Jokic and he can't score on him and you can't play Zubots all those minutes because he's either in foul trouble or he's too slow to uh, he's, he's too slow to uh, to stop Jokic, which let's be real, I mean he is. Rudy Gobert. Well, it's not too, too slow. He's not not, yeah, good, he, enough. He's like, not good enough. He's not good enough to keep up with him. Why why keep Harrell out there? I mean, I get it. You want to play some of your best players, but Harrell is just not doing it for you. Why not go? to a smaller lineup with Jermichael Green at the five or put Marcus Morris at the five. And the thing not- you got to
1: consider about that, though, is, like, you haven't played that play lineup all season there, long. Man.
0: Are you really going to trust Jamichael Green with your playoff life on the line? Ben, we, we went over this last series with Bud and the Bucks. You got to make adjustments in the playoffs. Like, even if you haven't last,
1: that- But, like, at the end of the day, it's a game seven. It's a close fourth quarter. Like, there are so few opportunities in sports where, like, it literally all comes down to one game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, every game seven, but like it literally game seven in the fourth quarter. Yeah, you can talk about adjustments. You can talk about you know what the net ratings are. You can talk about like the different matchups you like. But it literally came down to one quarter of a seven game series here, and the Clippers played like shit. Kawhi and I'd PG over I... eleven in the fourth quarter, ten of thirty eight for the game. That's twenty six percent. You know how many made free throws Kawhi and Paul George had the entirety of game seven? Zero. Zero. Yeah. They shot one free throw no, together. They-, they shot one free throw. Like, you can't put that on Doc Rivers. Your two best players, the two guys who you were banking on to take you to the NBA title, picked the absolute worst time to play their worst game of the postseason.
0: And they like, look you can't, slow.
1: You can't blame that on Doc Rivers.
0: No. They you can blame, blame look- adjustments.
1: You can blame, you, can, yeah. you can blame a lack of adjustments on Doc Rivers. But at the end of the day, your two best players completely blew this game for you. And there's nothing Doc Rivers can do about that. I mean, you got to sub Michael Green in for Kawhi Leonard in the fourth quarter of a game seven. You're going to take well, Paul George off the floor.
0: You know, that, that, that brings us to another interesting point where, you know, we, we all saw the report where a lot of players were asking to be subbed off and they couldn't play more than three minute stints in the fourth quarter. Now I read an interesting article that was like, you know, does load management have something to do with this? Because Kawhi averaged 32 minutes a game in the regular season. Paul George averaged under 30 minutes, and a big question all season long was: Has this unit played enough minutes together? Are they a cohesive unit? And we saw them not be a cohesive unit in this game. But most importantly, Kawhi Leonard was leaving a lot of those shots short. Like all these players looked tired in that seven in in that game seven. Again, you're playing against a Nuggets team that is coming off back to back games. I was gonna say that's just
1: that, that that can't be an excuse for these Clippers. The Nuggets have played back to back. It can't
0: happen in general. It can't happen in general. No. I mean, I think one
1: thing that this is kind of exposed is like there was so there was especially LeBron's second stint in Cleveland.
0: Mm-hmm. There was so
1: much talk about you know the regular season Cavs looking uninterested, playing lackluster defense, LeBron looking completely checked out at times. LeBron's last season in Cleveland, he looked like he didn't want to be there in the slightest. Uh-huh. But there was always this talk about like, all right, Cavs are going to get to the postseason and LeBron's going to flip the switch. LeBron's going to come out and be the LeBron James we've come to know over the last 18 seasons. I don't think it's that easy for every other player in the NBA to do, to flip the switch the the way we've seen LeBron do it. And like, it's not a question of can LeBron flip the switch? We know for a fact LeBron can turn that intensity up when he needs to. Mm -hmm. And I think it's tougher for, for other NBA players to do that. Like, You know, you wrote in the rundown, did we take it too far on Kawhi in terms of Mm. his anointment as, you know, the best player in the NBA today? I don't know if I'm right to say that because of all the hate he's getting right now. I don't think Kawhi would be getting the hate and the the bashing that he's getting on Twitter and on all the talk shows you want to find, including second floor sports, Mm -hmm. because we know what Kawhi Leonard can do. We watched him be the best player in the NBA the last year. We watched him be a finals MVP.
0: Like how many players in the game have a skill set that Kawhi Leonard does? Not many. Two? I, three, I, don't think, like, I don't think we've taken it too far yet, but, you know, it's, it's worth looking at. And I think, you know, in retrospect, we got to give more credit to the Raptors last year because we looked at that as a good group of players that got their alpha dog in Kawhi Leonard. But the difference between that team and this Clippers team is that there was no chemistry on this team. There was Absolutely. a lot of chemistry on that Raptors team. And Lou Will even said it. He said there's no chemistry. You saw there was a report that Harrell and PG kind of got into a verbal altercation. That, I put two. no stock
1: in that. Bro. I saw Bleacher report tweeted out and they were like, expletives were uttered. I'm like, really? I the NBA again, players I, cursed at each other and they were upset. Put, are you kidding me? What? I put I put stock like, I put, I put, sto- I put stock in
0: story. it. I put stock in it because we know that there were some chemistry issues already. I, um NBA players I think,
1: like I don't think that has anything to do with anything. I
0: think if they curse at each other and there are chemistry issues, I think that's something we can't underrate. Um, I I
1: believe there could be chemistry issues, but hearing that Kawhi, like that doesn't, that doesn't move the needle for me in terms of like why the Clippers lost. Look, I'd love to talk for an hour about why the Clippers lost. We've only got an hour for the show today. Let's look ahead to the Western conference finals. I mean, everything in my body tells me to pick the Lakers here, but like, you got to put some stock in the nuggets coming back down from three, one twice. Like you and I have talked about this, like momentum and confidence in particular. Mm -hmm. Is there a more confident team in the NBA than the Denver nuggets right now? I don't think so. Uh, Maybe the heat, maybe the heat, maybe the heat, but I mean, coming back from down three, one twice and then doing it the second time against the title favorites, if not the co-title favorites, like Denver's got to be feeling good right now. And they've, they're playing their best basketball.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And they're going to be some really interesting matchups because you know, what do you do if you're if you're Denver? Your number one thing has to be stopping LeBron James because like we see in a lot of the minutes where LeBron's off the court and AD's on the court, they don't have an identity. The identity... The identity is Anthony
1: Davis. They, they literally look like the yeah.
0: Pelicans, Anthony Davis teams we
1: saw forever.
0: Uh-huh. And I think it's interesting if Frank Vogel desti- decides to play Rondo heavy minutes with AD, which, you know, Rondo's not going to keep hitting all the three-pointers he's hitting. I think he went no. like six <laughs> of 18... Something like that. Something no uh, eight of eighteen. I'm excuse me is, is what he went, which is a mm-hmm. ridiculous clip to go. Um, Unsustainable think, though. You probably can't keep it up, so it you know kind of begs the the spacing issue. But Rondo is oh, kind look, of we've that got a decade
1: major. of Rajan Rondo not being able to hit threes. Like I yeah. am banking on him going back to that state of play instead of Rondo but becoming he, a sniper. Apparently,
0: but he does add some playmaking and kind of take the load off of LeBron and AD. Oh, that, no, I'm
1: not saying he doesn't have value. I'm saying I don't expect his value to continue coming in the form of him, like actually making three pointers all of a sudden. Yeah.
0: I'm interested to see if Malone starts Paul Millsap, because we have a lot of data to support that Paul Millsap does not keep up well with LeBron. And it's not like many players do. Um, but you know, Millsap is too slow to keep up with LeBron and not good enough to keep up with LeBron. He's too short to keep up with AD if they do get some switches. I think AD might yeah, and pa- and Paul Millsap is
1: back and be the key in this series. If that's what you're trying to get at.
0: No, I'm not. But you know, if you're looking at up and down matchups, the nuggets basically had to play perfect the last three games against the Clippers. I think this is a much they more disciplined... have to play perfect. They had literally no room for error. Like I, I think this is a-, a Lakers team. That's a lot more disciplined than the Clippers. And we've seen got the Clippers... more of an identity too. We- we've seen point. the Clippers kind of run out of gas um, and kind of just not care more, more than kind of the Lakers, the Lakers besides their game one losses and both of the series are undefeated in the playoffs. Right? I, I think a friend
1: of the pod, Josh Hayden called it their download game. Okay. Like that, that's exactly what I, I'm not gonna sit here and say the Lakers are coming out trying to lose game one, but I, I got to imagine there's some merit to the fact that like, they kind of don't throw everything out there game one and see the way, mm-hmm. see how teams are looking to attack them. Cause there's, there is no book on how to beat LeBron James in a playoff series. You got to try different things. You got to throw a bunch of different looks at him over the course of the series. And LeBron is so smart, right? That's the, that's one of the aspects of LeBron's game that always just is, is just so impressive. The way he understands the game of basketball. I don't know if there's ever been a smarter basketball mind than LeBron James.
0: Mm-hmm. I, I'm, in, I'm really interested to see what the Lakers are going to do defensively. Um, if they're going to try to switch a lot of things with Jokic in the pick and roll, because if you have someone like Caruso or Rondo guarding Jamal Murray and then you're running a pick and roll with Jokic and you get AD there, you know, AD is probably the, one of the ideal bigs that you'd like out there guarding the, opponent, the opponent's uh, point guards. But then you have some other switches. i as good that, as you
1: can get. Like... Yeah,
0: I, I'm looking at maybe LeBron going on some, you know, kind of like scramble switches to get the small guard off of Jokic. It's going to be a lot of space on the floor for the Nuggets. That's going to be key for them in kind of exploiting the matchup weaknesses they have. And the big difference between this series and the last series against the the Rockets, for example, the the Lakers did a lot of late play clock trapping uh, above the three point line on James Harden. The difference. But that's also the book on Harden, like yeah. It's the book on him, and that's the focal point because Russell Westbrook was a shell of himself, and you didn't have to worry about. Well, was he else. a shell of himself, or was he exactly
1: the Russell Westbrook we've seen in the last two years? I
0: think even even the worst. Yeah, I think even the Russell Westbrook that is like normal Russell Westbrook. Again, remember coming off of a quad injury and had COVID. Um, but man, we've seen we've. Seen, I, I don't want to get too not, into the Rocket
1: series again, but we've seen Westbrook do exactly yeah. this, where he just can't shoot. And I think I think this is,
0: this is not the Westbrook that we're used to, even if it's an indication of what's to come. Regardless, I think if you're, you know, if you watch that last uh, that last game against the uh, between the Clippers and the Nuggets, when they were doubling Jokic or they would blitz on a pick and roll, I mean, he can just pick apart your defense. He put on a passing clinic. And what I was just, so just going to say
1: is, I don't think doubling that. Jokic is the plan. I think that was a big no. thing that hurt the Clippers because you'd rather Nikola Jokic be trying to beat you one on one than doubling a seven footer, the best passing big man in NBA history. Like, put a period at the end of that sentence. That's just mm-hmm. simply true. Yep. you don't want to be doubling him and letting him just whip thirty foot lasers across the court with like one oh. hand on the backhand. Like th- that pass, Jokic makes like what three, four times a game, where he's like backhands the ball thirty feet right on the money. Yep. like that's his game. Mm-hmm. Twenty two assists, and he's gonna of- he's gonna beat you there. Exactly, I'm saying don't double Jokic. Let him yeah. try to play. One- not not to at all discredit Nikola Jokic's game. He's mm-hmm. probably the best center in the NBA today. Mm-hmm. And he's more than capable of giving you thirty plus. Like he can beat you offensively, but when the mm-hmm. Clippers get cooking, is when you double Jokic. He starts the ball movement, and he, there's not a court, there's not a pass on the court he
0: can't hit. No, absolutely. And the way he manipulates defenses is just fantastic. Um, I think it's going to be interesting if the Lakers decide to do that. You know, late play clock blitzing that they did against the Rockets is do the Nuggets decide to put Michael Porter Jr. out there to add more shooting. I think you have to. He, I mean, he's not good defensively and he's going to get absolutely babied in the post. Cause LeBron is going to seek that matchup out with him. And he's going to absolutely just go to town on him. But also um, the
1: Lakers, if you, if you have Michael Porter jr. Out there with a guy like Jeremy Grant or Tory Craig, or even both of them, mm-hmm. you can run some switches. You can change things up. I mean, the nuggets defense at the beginning of the bubble was <clears throat> atrocious, like bad. actually so bad. I think their defensive mm-hmm. rating, they would have been allowing more po- like 10 more points per game than the yeah. mavericks were putting up who led the nba in offensive rating this year. Hmm. Since they were down 3-1 against utah, their def- the nuggets defensive rating this year would have been 5th in the nba in the regular season.
0: Hmm, I wonder why. Maybe there's a certain player that came back that uh, Harris. won Harris, one and Walman, <laughs> could be an extra. I mean you're
1: exactly right. Like the nuggets and they're doing yeah. all this without... The Nuggets are not going
0: to win games
1: based on their like lockdown defense, but they are not the defensive team they were at the beginning of the bubble. They have figured out yeah. some identity. Give a ton of credit to Jokic, who's been playing yeah, defensively. A ton of credit to Jamal Murray, who's not a defensive playmaker, but an effort makes such a huge mm-hmm. difference yeah. on the defensive side of the floor in the NBA. I mean, you look at the way Tyler Hero played against Kemba Walker at the end of regulation and yeah. overtime in the Heat-Celtics game one. It wasn't lockdown, but it was... Mm-hmm intense it was competitive it was enough like mm-hmm. it was simply put it was enough to make a difference
0: so let's start transitioning into that heat celtics uh game one before we do though ben you have a serious prediction
1: <sighs> every bone of, i want to say the nuggets like i want the nuggets <laughs> to win the series I don't
0: lakers think
1: that been, in six
0: yeah i have the same thing
1: i think it, it's disrespectful to say lakers in five like you can't mm. Honestly, the Nuggets would probably love to go down
0: 3-1 again. Yeah, honestly, why Backs not? You know? Like, <laughs> Could you imagine? That would I, I, be, <laughs> unbelievable. Um, think, yeah, yeah, be unbelievable. I think... It would be
1: unbelievable for the Nuggets to do it twice. Like, why not do it three times?
0: I think uh, I think Lakers in six. I think AD's length, his speed, his athleticism is really going to tire out Jokic uh, on when the Lakers We're talking are...
1: about a, a slim Jokic, though.
0: Yeah, and then his defense, I think, is really going to bother also, if Jokic. If Jokic,
1: if Jokic is going to get tired, I think he would have been tired at the end of 2-7 game series. I don't think that's yeah. going to be – I think the issue more is just going to be AD is better than Jokic.
0: Yeah. But I also don't think AD is
1: quite a center, necessarily.
0: Yeah. Oh, well, it's going to be interesting. I expect the Lakers to play a lot of small ball. Um, maybe- I, I think last last point on this series, then we'll move yeah. on. We've only got a half hour
1: left or so. Jamal Murray is going to cook against these Lakers guards. I mean, I don't know who the hell they're going to throw
0: at him. Unless – Unless they just decide to take the ball out of his hands. If they if they trust A D enough on Jokic, <laughs> they if they trust A D on Jokic enough and they can, you know, run some sort of, you know, blitz on a pick and roll and then make a quick recovery, because this Lakers defense. It's not like Jamal a bad passer. One, you know, after game after game one against the Rockets, this Lakers defense absolutely turned it up and they were a force to be reckoned with. It was the same Lakers defense we saw during the regular season making crisp. Yeah and accurate rotations. I think if they can get the ball out of Jamal Murray's hands and literally force anyone else to beat them, they have enough good team defense that I'm, I feel confident picking the Lakers. I just but think that's a lot the hell do I know, you know? the, way, the way Jamal Murray's playing right now, taking, like, yeah, take the ball out of his
1: hands. Great strategy. I yep. think that's a lot easier to than done right now. Yep. He's put up 40 in four, play, in four different games in this, right, in this postseason. Like he's he's playing, put up 50 a couple different times, too. Two 50-point games. Like He's yeah. playing as well as you could possibly hope for him to be playing right now. And I think the Lakers are going to have their hands full trying to figure out how to stop him with their lackluster group of guards. I mean, unless you want to put LeBron on Jamal Murray, which is not entirely crazy, but you don't want to do that the whole series necessarily and mm-hmm. clutch, in clutch possessions. I could see it, but I don't think that's going to be their go-to strategy.
0: We'll, we'll see how it plays out. Let's move on to heat Celtics. Ooh, there, there's geez, a lot we want to talk about, but let's not beat around the bush right there. We, we came here to talk about one play. And let me ask you this question. That Bam Adebayo block was the best block in the playoffs since what? Since LeBron's against the Warriors?
1: But see like the fact that LeBron has made that block so many times like it 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 lowers its value and it's ah, just like impressive. What? you that, that is LeBron chase guys down. I'm not, look, I'm not
0: that saying, is the greatest block I've ever seen. That is the most important block in NBA. Most huh? important but greatest? Like singularly Probably. most impressive. On a, on a breakaway to recover like that and pin them in yeah, crunch be, time. If JR's is not there,
1: LeBron doesn't make that block. Okay. You know that's true. Oh, you know up. it's true. If Iguodala can just take that straight up, LeBron doesn't
0: get that block. Am I wrong? Enough. You always find a way to drag goddamn Jr. Smith into this. Am I wrong though? Jr. No, can do you're it. not wrong. Exactly. But he, he, he literally, literally did nothing me. for it. So
1: what do you mean he did nothing? He forced Iguodala to go up and under with it.
0: Classic question. Best
1: block since. Best block since Roy Hibbert on Carmelo Anthony in the 2014 Eastern Conference semis. There's your answer. Oh, you knew that was coming, too. You yeah, I did. You knew that was coming. I no, did. that's the best. Bam out of block on Jason Tatum is the most impressive, keyword impressive, mm-hmm. block in the NBA playoffs. Like, this ever? is the point that ever that I can remember. Like, yeah, I don't have the, the NBA playoff vault in front of me to look over every imples- impressive block. But, like, Tatum was coming in with a full head of steam, got a clean launch, Dude, to 6'9", Like, that ball is coming down with some force. Yeah. And Bam Adebayo is just
0: like, nah, not happening. I think, you know, the big thing is we are watching that game and Tatum was absolutely cooking. Um, Up until he, fourth quarter. Yeah, and then he missed his last seven shots. And a lot of those looked like he was settling. And, you know, give credit where credit is due. He was nailing those shots throughout the game. So it's like... You know, can you really blame him for taking him? But he kind of—he well, You, can't, you can't blame him. Tatum's the best player on the Celtics. Like he—it's—he's—he's yeah. he's gotten to the point at this
1: point in his career already, which is so impressive.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: That any like if you in the playoffs especially iso Tatum, you're fine with that.
0: You're fine. Yeah. Like but there's no did... shot.
1: There's no shot. Brad Stevens isn't going to be like fine with him taking.
0: But it did seem like he was getting a little complacent. Um, it's with like getting a little complacent. But then. But that makes it even more – that makes the block even more impressive, right? Because Tatum got that good spring on it, and he went at it with force. I mean, the way that – He got Bam, the – it was a, like, it was a clean older, drive to the
1: basket. Like, Tatum is dunking that 99 times out of 100. And the yeah. one time is when Bam Adebayo is just like, nah. I,
0: unbelievable. Unbelievable block. Um, that, was a, that was a big key that we kind of pointed out was Adebayo's, you know, uh, defensive kind of the rotations he can make and how switchable both teams are um but Miami's
1: defensive rotations uh like the amount of times I saw them like double not even fully double but just kind of like hedge and then Boston to their credit made the exact right pass and got Miami scrambling Mm -hmm. and then Miami just got back to every single player every time not literally every time but like more often than not you saw Miami scramble around and sprint out to every single open shooter every
0: single time Mm -hmm. and And a lot of it a lot of it was ding 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 Miami in a zone Right? i my mean, not even just Miami's.
1: You know, I'm I just mean like pure foot speed and athleticism. Like the amount of times that Boston had open shooters, you know, like make the the exit pass out of the double and then you try to swing it around. Miami's got an open shooter in the corner. Let's say it's Marcus Smart. Let's say it's Jalen Brown. It's Jason Tatum, whoever it is, and then Miami got there every time. Mm-hmm. I and mean, it just gives so much credit to that Miami defense. And that's kind of what we were talking about in our preview: is that. As great as Boston's offense is, Miami has the speed defensively to, to yep. contest and to get back on
0: every any possession they want. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, Tyler Hero almost put up a triple double, and yeah. the biggest part of it was the fact that he stifled Kemba Walker. Kemba didn't have a good game again, and this is Kemba something we not, talked about.
1: Kemba didn't look good, and I just I don't understand why. Like I get, like Jason Tatum was cold in the fourth quarter and overtime, but like fourth quarter and overtime of the playoffs, if you're Brad Stevens. You want to ISO it out? Why are you going with Kemba Walker over Jason Tatum? Mm -hmm. Like That just just didn't make any sense to me. I guess they liked the matchup with Kemba Walker ISOing on like Goran Dragic, Tyler Hero, Mm -hmm. more than they wanted Tatum ISOing against like Jay Crowder, Andre Godala, or Bam. Mm -hmm. It's like, is fair. Yeah, no,
0: it's fair. I don't
1: know. I'm still giving the ball to my best player in that situation. That's Jason
0: Tatum. Well, it's hard because you get Kemba going downhill and your defense has to collapse and he can hit anyone out there. For an open three point shot. I don't hate it. It's just you know, Kemba has to be able to beat Bam off the dribble. And uh, you know, be, we're, and we're, sitting here bashing not, ba- we're sitting
1: here bashing Kemba like he didn't hit what looked like the game winner for a second. Yeah.
0: No, <laughs> he did. And yeah, you gotta go back to I think there was like a minute and a half left in OT, just a brutal defensive breakdown by the Celtics in the left wing where they ran Jimmy Butler as the as the ball handler with Jay Crowder as the uh as the screener. A nice pick and pop wide open in the left wing. I mean that's something we talked about, too, was just how Boston can switch one through five and Miami can switch one through five, but, you know, they both have those shooters. Jay Crowder, if he's going to play at that level, and I mean, again, he had, you know, a football field in between him and the <laughs> closest defender, but Miami made all the right plays. and They, they came back from a double-digit di- double deficit. They ran their offense. They had a lot of awesome off-ball action, and they really stifled – the Celtics, what they wanted to do to get those good matchups, they went matchup hunting. Sometimes it worked. And the, the issue I like, and sometimes it didn't. I mean, the thing with Miami though, is when, you, when they've got
1: bam on the floor and they're surrounding them with like, their best lineup, there's not really a matchup to hunt. Like, yeah. My, that's what i was saying. Miami's so good at scrambling around and getting back to the matchups they want defensively. I mean, Game one, I think Bam clearly outplayed Daniel Tice, and if that continues to be the story, I'd be very happy if I were a Heat fan right now.
0: Well, Daniel Tice played really well, too. And then Bam outplayed him. He he held his own. He was one of the few players. I'm not saying Daniel Tice played poorly at all. I'm saying Bam had a phenomenal game. Well, I think Bam is just a better player, so it's, you know. I I I think we're kind of
1: saying the same thing
0: right here. Yeah. Um, I'm interested to see game two adjustments because you kind of got your Marcus Smart game. Um, you know, does he come back and shoot that way again? Well, he's six of 12, six of 13 from deep. I think six of 13, he ended and he started out hot, but then, you know, the shots kind of going off. Jason Tatum's going to have to play at least 40 minutes a game because the offense looked a lot worse with him off the court and the numbers kind of got skewed because he started, you know, cooling down in that fourth quarter significantly. But if Kemba's struggling and if Tyler Hero can play the defense that he's playing and, you know, Jimmy Butler's the usual defensive mind that he is and i got to remember, our- Duncan Robinson ha- did not have a good game. At all. No, he, he got in foul trouble a lot, and that's, that's what they want. They want to get that out of the way because that takes away a defender if you're Boston and Duncan Robinson's out there. Because Miami's just going to say, bro, run around the arc and look for an open shot, and did you, you read got to put the, on a good uh, defender to stop him. Did you read the ringer piece on Duncan Robinson? It came out like today, I think. Don't think
1: I did. It came out today? No, I
0: didn't.
1: Yeah, it literally came out at 6.30 this morning. Read it. Everyone watching, read the Duncan Robinson piece on the ringer that just came out. I mean, numbers aside for a quick second, Duncan Robinson is like rapidly becoming one of my favorite players in the NBA. Yeah. Just pure story-wise, mm-hmm. the dude played – the dude had to do a post-grad year to even get a D3 offer. Yeah. The a post-grad year in high school. Like, think about that. To go play D3 for Williams, who is like one of the best schools in Division three men's basketball – Mm-hmm. was the D3 Rookie of the Year, went to Michigan, but then, like, didn't play on Michigan, and then went undrafted. Yeah. And, like, he had to fight – he said himself he had to fight imposter syndrome to kind of be like, wait, like, I'm in the NBA. You know, he had – so, all right. You know, he had, like, the fifth most made threes in a season this year? Yeah. You know the guy who – the only player to shoot a better percentage of that top five? Steph? Yeah.
0: Huh. Like what
1: who would have thought? But like, I literally read, yeah. like, I knew he had the fifth most threes, but I didn't realize he had the second best shooting percentage on those behind Stephen freaking Curry. Like,
0: yeah, yeah. Talked yeah. about awesome uh, by Ramona Shelburne on ESPN. I think it was last week. And then they, La uh, Zach Lowe, had them both on the podcast to talk about them and Heat culture and all that, all that jazz. And it's just
1: this Heat. It's kind of similar to the Nuggets. The Heat are like the hot team in the
0: East right now. The, West, the Nuggets are the hot team in the West. Mm-hmm. Um, and, a big thing too is. Uh, shot creation from the Celtics because you know Marcus Smart can get his own shot and Jalen Brown can get his own shot, but he, they're not your primary shot makers. And on a team with so many defensive wings and so many good defenders like Miami does, they got to step up. Cause I know Jalen Brown didn't have a bad offensive game; it certainly it, wasn't great. Yeah, it wasn't great, and he, he's kind of that's also with, with Jalen Brown. Jalen Brown struggles with the shot from time
1: yeah, to time. Like we've seen that.
0: With Gordon Hayward not there, he's the third fiddle, and he's, he's got to play like it because they're going to need it. This is going to be a dogfight of a series. And you said exactly.
1: That's, I, you literally took the words out of my mouth. Like when Miami's so. loading up to stop Jason Tatum and Kemba Walker, like Jalen Brown's got to attack these matchups as he's mm-hmm. getting. I yeah. think it's, it's got to be less with the three ball and more him getting to the rim. Jalen Brown is an athlete, man. He's a big yeah. guy. He's a load getting into the lane. Like if he gets the switch with Dragic on him, if he gets the switch with a Duncan Robinson, a Tyler Hero on him, like he's got to be looking to get downhill in my opinion.
0: Yep. Yeah.
1: Ready to move on to football, Ben? Oh no! Oh, well. like, Can we talk, we got to talk Browns Bengals. Like, what is this?
0: Yeah, well, there, there, there are Thursday some interesting
1: matchups. Get Thursday night football off my goddamn TV. <laughs> ben Seriously, is Ben is a hater for prime time football. I'm a you hater of Thursday night football. Tell the world, I don't care. I hate no, Thursday night football.
0: No, you, you hate, hate Thursday night teams. football. I hate the teams it produces. I hate. I hate I the teams hate... that the NFL
1: puts on Thursday night football. Like, I usually, I usually hate make... Monday night football. What? Monday Night Football is a stinker. Give me a doubleheader Monday night and kill Thursday Night Football
0: every time. Oh, I, don't, I, can't do a, I can't do a doubleheader, dude. I don't want it going to halftime at 11.45 p.m. I, I would rather that, that
1: than the garbage that the NFL puts on Thursday night. Oh, it's not a good know. product, and it hasn't ever been a good product.
0: Well, the, the NFL doesn't have a good relationship with ESPN a lot of times either, so don't act like Monday Night Football where you had – I mean, look, Titans-Broncos – could have been a good game, but it wasn't a good game. It wasn't a good game. But Steelers, it's a better,
1: Steelers who Giants, cares
0: about Browns, Bengals, right now. Steelers, Giants is not a good game. Um, and, you, and then this this week you have Saints, Raiders, not a good game. I mean, you know, there are better games than Browns, Bengals. Literally, okay, you gotta like, put like you got to pick gotta a put something matchup. out there. Like you got the worst matchup.
1: Okay, yeah, I, I literally. Jags Thursday night football is always a shit show. It's Jags-Jets. bad. Jags-Jets. That's the type of game NFL is going to have on Thursday Night Football next week, bro. Like Thursday Night Football has consistently been a bad game since well, its that's, inception. That's on,
0: the N- that's on the NFL for. That's why sky- I'm saying to
1: kill it. Like, or you just put, a game. Game? Yeah. Just put a good game. Put a good game. It's yeah. not even necessarily just about like a good matchup. It's that you can't play. I don't think it's reasonable to have an NFL team play on a Sunday, mm-hmm. have three days off, and then go play another game. Especially whoever's on the road. Like, all right, you play Sunday. You have a one o'clock on Sunday. I don't know what their travel schedule are, is, but like you're probably getting on a plane Tuesday. Mm-hmm. Like it's just, I just don't think it's anywhere near enough time for teams to at add, add a
0: game on Saturday.
1: You're not, their networks aren't getting that happen. I can't speak. Networks aren't going to like that because college football has got Saturdays.
0: Well, they, they usually do like one game at night or something, but you can at least challenge for it if no one's watching Thursday Night Football or if you have a stinker on Monday Night Football. I mean, you gotta we're think, honestly you just, say, we're just you're CBS, circles because right? we're not going to be able to change the schedule unfortunately. No, but I'm, I'm not trying to say I'm going to change the schedule. I'm just giving you my opinion. So right, Ben's, not gonna, like, Ben's not going to watch Thursday Night Football tonight.
1: It's not going to be a can good I game say probably. That? It's not Can I say that? I'm, well, you know it's going to be entertaining? What? Is watching our good friend Joshua Hayden's reaction to the Browns playing like shit against the
0: Bengals on Thursday night. No pun intended. Um, <laughs> There's some interesting matchups here. I mean, you, look, you get your first, like, primetime game for Joe Burrow, number one overall pick. He's got the pressure on him. I'm excited to see how he goes because the Browns defense did not look good. And that's, like, literally
1: – That's one of two – Precisely two things I'm looking forward to Thursday night tonight. Mm-hmm. Joe Burrow in a primetime game against a mm-hmm. mediocre defense. Mm-hmm. Um, and Austin Seibert hitting a potential game-winning field goal against his former team that just cut him. <laughs> that would be hilarious. It's like the most brown thing you could imagine would be cutting a kicker <laughs> a week before and then him signing with the team you play that same week and then him hitting a game winner. Like that would be just too perfect.
0: Well, my my interesting thing for this game is when are we going to really start having the conversation about Baker Mayfield? He had a good rookie season last season. Didn't play awful, but you know, Did not play well. Took a significantly a significant step back from his rookie year, and with better uh, weapons, and he didn't play well in week one. I get, I don't, you know, uh, I was listening to the Pro Football Focus podcast, and they brought up a really great point where a defense that's as good as the Ravens and they give you such interesting looks, even without Earl Thomas. I think last season they ran the most cover zero defense. Um, then they add Calais Campbell, who's literally six, eight on the defensive line. Like I can't believe that's not a good defense to judge someone by on their first game. Right? No. Well, I, like we talked about this last week
1: too. It's like, did the Browns play terribly? Yes. Were they also playing the yeah. Baltimore Ravens? Like, yeah, you'd expect them to play poorly.
0: And it's going to be such a you know, it's going to be such an ebb and flow weeks one and two because you talk about the Browns coming out and playing, you know, the Ravens who are probably going to be a top two seed in the AFC and may win the Super Bowl this year, and then they play yeah. the Bengals <laughs> who got torched by Mike Williams and the Chargers last week. Like, I don't know what would say. Torched on some deep balls. They.
1: Can you, I, well, name, 16, can you name 13? any?
0: Can you name any? Uh, can you name any corners on the Bengals? William Jackson. Is Dre Fitzpatrick still there? I don't know. Uh, I don't know. Like,
1: I, you I expect to the like you can to... name any Bengals corners. Come on.
0: Yeah, I don't know. So I, I expect don't... the Browns to you know run all over them. I think they have to run their offense through their running game. Yeah, I mean,
1: I think the con- this is the year where the conversation about Baker Mayfield is really going to start in terms of like what do we have with Baker Mayfield? He's got mm. the weapons. He's got a great running game to lean on. Mm. But, like, you're going to have to have Baker to air the ball out. Like, the, I think the frustrating thing for Browns fans is that Baker had a hell of a season, his rookie season.
0: Yeah.
1: Had one of the best rookie seasons of all time for a quarterback. Set the rookie quarterback passing record, I believe, mm-hmm. passing rating record. Am I incorrect there? Am I making that up? Uh,
0: you, might, you might be right.
1: I could. I believe that's correct. And then last year he 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 reverted back to all his like worst tendencies from his rookie year, His yep. tendency to roll out right defense. Like if you and I can watch Browns, gonna be like, there's Baker rolling out to his right again. You don't think NFL defensive coordinators are picking yeah. up on that? Like it, it, it's the tendencies that he has to he has to force himself to break when he gets when he gets pressure in his face and when he gets flustered. Like you've got to you can't be that predictable as an NFL quarterback.
0: No, absolutely not. Um, and Brutal just, week yeah. in the NFL, honestly. Though, if we want to yeah, get not into this not a good schedule. Not a good schedule because like, you do have a lot of interesting teams going up and playing. Obviously, no one has a buy, um, but like the matchups just aren't good. I the way I see it, because um, we were kind of we wanted to list you know some awesome games to watch and some garbage games. Uh, there certainly have some garbage games. Jags- oh, you've got bad games left and right. Yeah, Jags Titans is pretty rough because you never know what's going to happen in the AFC South. Could be and like it's not three an three awful games. matchup, but it's just kind of like. The Titans are good. The Jaguars are bad. Yeah. But Minshew Magic. Um, and then Giants-Bears. Giants-Bears. <laughs> pretty, pretty rough couple of weeks for the Giants to start out, which, Ben, we talked about this a little bit on Monday Night Football. Giants did not look bad. No, didn't not great. at all.
1: Didn't look I, great. Didn't look bad. The offensive line looked atrocious. I'll say that yeah. much. I'll be yeah. against a very good Steelers front seven. Yeah, that's the tough part. And, like, the Bears defense is not the Bears defense it was a year ago, two years ago. Like, they've got – they're not as – and they're still good. Like, I'm not trying to sit here and say, like, the Bears defense is bad now, but they're not quite that, like, league-wrecking, like, Mm -hmm. unbelievable defensive unit that they were, especially two years ago.
0: Yeah, where they had the the huge turnover numbers.
1: And, and that's the type of thing that's so it yeah. fluctuates so much. Yeah, it's basically random. Like you just you don't you can never really predict like what defense is going to lead the league in turnovers. Like yeah, you can look at a great a, a combination of a great secondary and a great front seven, which the Bears still have. Mm-hmm. But like to have those absurd turnover numbers that they did is not sustainable at all. No. Uh, from a personal point, Bears Giants is fun for me because I've got a lot of family out in Illinois, big Bears fans. Oh, so true. I've, I've been You're going towards the them a little yeah. bit. I'm not me personally, but you,
0: I feel like, I feel like you have, you have affinity for, uh, for bears running backs on fantasy. I feel like you've drafted David Montgomery both years and you had, you no, I drafted Montgomery year. this year. And I got, I got Tariq
1: this year. Okay. Montgomery kind of killed me last year. Honestly, I drafted him way too high. Yeah. I thought he was going to be the guy. I don't know. That, it, the reports look good. No, um, absolutely. I, I like but, to recall and
0: flex like, he, and, and yeah. Like I was. think, I think he had dropped in our league Tariq. Or was it another league? No, I dropped him this week. I think oh, I think, <laughs> I, think I, I think I scooped him up. I still I got um,
1: who did I get? I got Joshua Kell. Or no, I'm I can't remember. I can't keep track of my waiver ads
0: right now. I got too many um, going. Oh, excuse me, Mr. Popular. Um, I th- this week schedule wise looks like a nice like prove it or panic week, right? Let, let me read you some. I, let me read you you.
1: Your I'll just point. read you some
0: let matchups. Me. I'll just read you some matchups. I know it's week two, Ben. Yeah, it's
1: like dude. What do you mean, prove it or panic? Like, it's
0: okay, okay, but we had a show on Monday where literally we just spent an hour and a half overreacting to you know like fifty minutes of football, right? Like, so like how how is this any different? Well, the difference um, between like, like some overreacting and saying calling this a prove it or panic week. Some matchups I'm looking at just to fit into my uh into my kind of what I'm looking at here, and I got Bucks Panthers. Um, now, say the Bucks lose this game and Brady doesn't look good again, are we like, all right, is Brady done? Uh, Seahawks-Pats. That's be a, the only good
1: game this week. <laughs> uh,
0: it, it's a good game historically because the Pats offense just might not be able to do anything against Jamal Murray. Uh, Jamal, Jamal Adams and the Seahawks Boy. defense. And wow. if Russell, Russell Wilson just absolutely – they let him loose again and he throws for 450 yards. Like You saw what Belichick said about Russ, right? Yeah, he said he's – I don't think there's a better quarterback, right? So he, I don't think there's a better player. Basically
1: said Russ is the best quarterback in the league yeah. right now, which I don't know if I agree with. But, I
0: don't know. But. And you and I both picked him for MVP this year, so. Yeah. Uh, Cowboys-Falcons. Both teams are 0-1. Both teams could be good this year but have some defensive questions. And the Cowboys' offensive line didn't play well. Um Again, it's a prove-it-or-panic week because if either team comes out and looks good, they're like, okay, maybe it's just a mirage. They can be a good team. Imagine the Cowboys go down 0-2 in very like, winnable I games. I don't think
1: any NFL team can panic before week four, week five. If, like, especially at least week four, the- week five, or whenever you played – if you lose two division games in the first, like, three, four, or five weeks of the season, then you can panic. But if you're not even talking about, like, multiple divisional losses yet – I don't think you can say this is a, a panic week for any of these teams. Mm. I think you say it's a panic week as an NFL fan because these matchups well, make me want to fall asleep
0: even earlier than three thirty. I mean look at I mean look at the look at Bucks Panthers. I mean they lose the Bucks lose that game. They're oh two they're two in their division already. They've Okay, so there's the a, there's a good example, yeah. There, there are good examples here. I mean you have Vikings Colts too, and Philip Rivers got paid twenty five mil to come to the Colts. They already lose Marlon Mack, who Seemed like that, he was going to be con, that doesn't concern me for the doesn't O
1: line like they're going to be able to yeah t- they're
0: going to well, running the ball is not going to be an issue for the Colts. Rivers Philip Rivers kind of threw them out of that game I mean he had a couple brutal interceptions in a really good O line and something we talked about uh, you know at the end of last season coming into this season and our good friend Andrew Carey who's a Chargers <laughs> fan was the fact that they never gave him O line help um, for the Chargers in San Diego, no. They never gave him any help. And now he comes to the Colts and one of the best O-lines, one of the best offensive linemen, Quentin Nelson. Um, oh, an animal. Yeah, love that guy. Um, and he just throws brutal interceptions, and they lose that game against a team that everyone thought would be the worst team in the league. So then you have the Vikings who, if the Packers are what they look like week one, they cannot afford to keep dropping these games, and the run defense well, is a reason- terrible.
1: There's a reason I picked up Aaron Rodgers in fantasy. I mean, this is kind of what we were saying was like the dream scenario, not the dream scenario, but a really good scenario for the Packers offense this year was you make the run game kind of the run game and Devontae Adams, the focal point of your offense, but that's Aaron Rodgers. Isn't like the driver, the be all end all of the Packers offense anymore. They've got pieces around him. They've got a solid O-line and look what happens. Aaron Rodgers has like a complete team around him and doesn't have to just put the whole team on his back. Like if he's going to keep if him and Devontae Adams have that connection all year long, and I, is this you know I don't want to say the return of Aaron Rodgers? It's not like he went anywhere, but we haven't seen a, a particularly world-beating Aaron Rodgers the last two seasons.
0: Yeah, I, it, it very well could be, and you know it only took them not giving him any offensive help in drafting you know the. The next the next in line as the Packers quarterback to really light a fire under his ass, right? Like
1: I do you see what uh Nolan's saying in the in the live stream chat right now? How did you pick up Rogers?
0: Do you play with third graders? Talk no, I just don't fellow care. Mate here. I just don't I well, first of all, you were probably higher on the waivers than I was. I don't um, I was. Or I picked up two people and that was really. No, it. You picked I'm, up a
1: defense, I think, this week.
0: Yeah, because I had to pick up another defense. Yeah, or I had to pick up a defense. I'm also to, streaming I, quarterbacks this year. Yeah, I don't. I, I'm not. Pay, I'm not having more than one quarterback um, on my roster because you play with Check my roster. You, yeah, I know. Well, I'm not yeah. dropping Josh Allen, so I'm pretty oh, okay. Yeah, with that. Yeah, you know, I, I picked up
1: Breeze. I drafted yeah. Breeze like late. Yeah, and then Breeze with no Mike Thomas for six weeks. Yeah, I want him on my team
0: after that. Um. Last game I'm looking at as interesting Broncos Steelers again, could be an interesting game, but also could be just a God awful game. Like it's like,
1: look, if this is the worst week of NFL games we get all season, let it
0: be week two, you know? Yeah, no, I'm fine with that. The excitement's still high after week one. Exactly. Um, Am I not going to be watching football and loving it on Sunday? Absolutely. Yeah. I'm, I'm, and taking your, you know, daily nap. Um, it's, not daily, it's Sundays. Okay. Oh, yeah, your, your, your weekly nap. Your yeah, exactly. Nap. Um, I, I'm Broncos, sure you'll get a Snapchat from Stratton of oh, me for sleep sure. at his house. Yep. The Broncos without Cortland Sutton. I don't really want to watch those games. If I'm be completely honest with you, the yeah, Steelers the offense,
1: offense looked like the Broncos offensive weapons looked good.
0: Yeah. Well, they need their top receiver back though. I mean, I, Jerry Judy looked every bit yeah. the part of what we thought. They didn't have uh KJ Hamler. They also drafted. Yep. Um, they didn't have him. Um, and the Steelers offense didn't look great against the Giants. They figured it out towards the end, but it's not like they that really – And defense the also fight. is not good. <laughs> yeah, I know. Well, that's why I'm saying, you know, like they, they, didn't, they didn't set the world on fire. And it was Big Ben's first game back. You see what he said uh, the day after? He said he felt so. like he got – he said he, he felt like he got into a car crash. Jesus.
1: You um, saw the thing he had on his throwing arm on the sideline? Yeah.
0: But he did also well, say his arm felt fine, which that – Okay, but is, what's he going to do?
1: Come out and say, like, oh, my God, my elbow felt like it was going to fall off? Like, yeah. Is, I don't I mean,
0: think I don't that know. was going to be what he's going to say to the media after that. Again, but we saw week one from the Steelers what we should expect all season long, right? If, if Big Ben Except is now 50% – if, if Big Ben is just, you know, even somewhat of an improvement over Duck Hodges from which last season – You think he would be. You think he would Which be. he? I think there's not really a scenario where he's not if he's healthy. Um, it's going mean, to be a good Steelers like, team. They have a good. I defense. could very
1: much. I could very well see a situation where Big Ben so is kind of in a similar position to Brady in terms of like they just don't have the arm. Like they don't have the arm for that anymore. Mm-hmm. Like, I do. You, are you? In a, are you in a position right now where you want to bank your season on like Tom Brady's arm or Big no, Ben's rather arm? Rather not.
0: Rather exactly. not. He kinda just looks like he's on his way out. Exactly. Guys.
1: Like, is he going to be better than Duck Hodges and Mason Rudolph? Probably is he going to be well, that's what I'm good or even like league average? I don't know. Well, especially with James Connor out, like I wasn't, I wasn't a big James Connor fan personally. Like I thought he was Benny very Smile, much
0: the, Benny Snell train, choo choo.
1: But what I was going to say is like I think James Connor the last few years has kind of been a product of what was a good offense. Uh huh. Like there's a reason Benny Snell wasn't starting over James Connor. Yeah. He's not very good. He's not very good. I don't think I don't think the Steelers offense, if Big Ben looks the way he did the week one, I'm not I'm not sold at all on the Steelers offense.
0: I'm not either. But luckily for him, he's got a top five defense in the league behind him and he doesn't have to do that much. Let's move on to our mailbag, because thank you guys. You actually got questions this week. Yeah, we did. Um Ben, I'll let you take the first one. Will OBJ ever be the same? Will will he ever produce like he did in New York?
1: Yes. I think if for no other reason than like I believe that Baker Mayfield can be a good NFL quarterback, they've got to find the chemistry at some point, right? Like maybe I'm completely out of my mind here and, th- and like, maybe I'm just missing the signs. I think they've, they've got to figure it out at some point. Cause right now I think it's a chemistry issue between Baker and OBJ. I think they're just not quite on the same page. I think with a new head cut with Stefanski in Cleveland now, I think
0: they've, they've got to figure it out. They have to, they need to. Or else they're going to have to trade him away. And you know they're going to trade him to the Patriots. You know what's going to happen. Right. Uh, next one, right. NBA Finals predictions. Kind of jumping the gun because we've been taking this week by week. Yeah. Um, I got I to gotta think it's the Lakers. Like, uh, you know. They're, they're the favorites for a reason at this point. I think they take care of the Nuggets in six, like we yeah. said before. I still like the Celtics. Now it's kind of getting pushed towards seven. Um, I thought they were going to take that opening game. I um, hope
1: he Celtics shows 7.
0: Yeah, I it, it's only right. Um, it's only right. I uh, getting getting Celtics Lakers um you know Celtics. another another chapter in that in what is probably the best rivalry in all of basketball and having LeBron- oh, yeah.
1: Celtics Lakers I think is on the same tier as like Yankees Red Sox in terms uh-huh. of just, like all-time rivalries. Like it's unmatched in the in
0: the NBA. As much as I love the Nuggets and I wouldn't mind them being in the finals just because it's an awesome story. I think we're kind of getting robbed if LeBron isn't in the finals at this point. Because you think about you LeBron, I, you,
1: you want to talk about disappointment. Yeah, LeBron missing the finals is here. Would be me- well, LeBron missing the finals with the Clippers out of the picture. Yeah, would that be worse than the Clippers losing?
0: No, no, absolutely not. You're, it's a round later. It's a round uh, later, but you talk about I that would be real close. And I things. think no, because it's a disappointment because the Clippers already aren't there. They didn't even get that opportunity.
1: But then it's a matter of. You didn't get the op- Le- 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 LeBron, ugh. LeBron didn't even have to play the Lakers, the, the Clippers. I'm way over-caffeinated. Let me yeah. just put that on the record. <laughs> <Jeez>. <laughs> <laughs> You're or, struggling man. right now. Yeah, dude, I had way too much coffee. I think LeBron losing to the Nuggets in the conference finals with the Clippers out of the picture, with Kawhi out of the picture, would be possibly like the worst mark on his play- on his playoff resume. I
0: think it's not because again, we this is oh, something we talk- about a guy.
1: Who- Eight straight finals. Like, anything this, short of the finals. is a I think it was problem. nine. I think it was nine. Nine. Yeah, you're right. It was um, four last year.
0: The thing the thing is, like, look, the, we, we keep talking about the Clippers out of the picture. Yeah, because they lost to the Nuggets. If, at this point, the Nuggets have beaten the Jazz down 3-1, they beat the Clippers down 3-1, and they beat the Lakers, you're like, shit, this is just a legit Nuggets team. It is.
1: I, I think you have, to call, you have to call them legit at this point. Like, you uh-huh. – you don't fuck around and come back from down three-one twice. Like you, uh, you don't, you don't stumble your way into that.
0: Either way, if LeBron makes it to the finals, we have it's always a great, um, there are always you know great storylines. But then you have LeBron versus the Heat. You know, obviously, LeBron versus, versus, versus the Heat. I think or, is, would be or so LeBron cool. versus the Celtics. Either way, this is his legacy is not over. You gotta stop taking him for granted. If he wins title number four this season, that that would be some shit. I just
1: last point on this before we move on to the rest of our mailbag. LeBron losing to
0: the Heat in the finals would be, <laughs> be so hilarious. weird. That'd be wild. Hilarious. Um, baseball playoff preview. We're going to hit that in a couple of weeks. A team that's I mean, kind of standing next up. week. Are we not? Yeah. I mean, we gotta start talking about Dodgers. We got, what, like ten games left. Eleven games left. I think eleven left. Dodgers already. Uh, Dodgers already Dodgers clinched. clinched. Uh, White Sox, I believe, are right that's there. Team of the AL right now. Yeah. Yeah. Any uh, any early favorites? Um, if the season ended today, the Yankees
1: would be playing the twins in the first round. So basically the Yankees <laughs> be playing someone in the second round. I don't know who it would be, but they'd be in the second round. Oh. Also, the Yankees figured out how to play baseball again. Thank God. <laughs> scored like 25 runs in two games? I think we've scored 60 something in our last seven or eight. Dear Lord. It's like it's absurd. Like we figured out how to play again. And Judge and Stanton are back. Glaber's hitting the ball again. DJ's hitting like four fifty-five in his last seven games, I think.
0: I'm trying to brace for the Mets not making the playoffs. Like, what do you mean you're trying to brace? You've got that.
1: You've got that like locked into your mind on how to deal with the Mets missing the playoffs.
0: Gave myself too much hope. But shout out Edwin Diaz. He has like a sub two ERA. He struck out like right. like fifty like fifty five percent of the batters he's faced. Um, you didn't. You didn't need Jared Kalanick, right? Nah, never.
1: Yeah, exactly. um, got a minute twenty left. Bradley all Biel, NBA NBA sn- snub. Is he? Is he the worst snub?
0: No, Chris Middleton's the worst sub. I think 50, fifty, fifty, forty, ninety. 50-40-90. Bradley Beal played on a bad 50, team. He
1: did not hit 50-40-90.
0: Oh, barely missed it. Missed it by two field goals. <laughs> yeah. um, Bradley Beal is a really good offensive player with no defense on a really bad team.
1: 30-6, and six, you're not an NBA team. He's the only NBA player to ever make the, yeah. the miss all
0: NBA with 30-6. and six. Like, that's ridiculous. 50 he just 70. asked me who the that biggest son. Um, Chris Fairfield said it best. Kyle yeah, Lowry's he, fat. He just want to say Kyle Lowry's fat. There's nothing else to address. That's all he had. Look,
1: remember how chunky Mello was? Like, before, you remember Mello pre like losing weight that one off season? No, Mello had a gut, dude. Mello when Mello was playing like more at the four
0: for the Knicks, he had he had a little chunk on him. I liked it. Oh, jeez. All right, let's let's end here. Let's get out of here. <laughs> second Second Floor of Sports. If you're watching us on Instagram Live, thanks for tuning in. Or if you're listening to us on Spotify, Anchor, wherever you get your podcast. Thank you so much. Give us a like. Give us a subscribe. Let us know what you think and tell a friend too. Um, if you're if you're watching us on YouTube, thanks so much. Hope you're enjoying seeing Ben and I's ugly faces. We'll be back on Monday, and then stay tuned. We might have some uh, Sunday football pickums Ooh. coming out. So stay tuned from Matias Wammen and Ben Carlton. We'll see you later.